evening, everyone, and welcome to this, the Legion of Myth Weekly live stream. Episode 154, 17th March, 2018. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Yay! Yay! With your hosts, Alex Garthon Marsh and Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Hey, Brett, how you doing? I'm doing well, and I hope all of our viewers are doing well as well. Well me as well. Too. That well, was at good. least, you know, not better than me, but, you know, at least, you know, hope they're doing uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, good enough. Yeah, let's not, let's not be crazy now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Easy. All right. But how was your week, Ben? Uh, it was good. It was good. I mean, uh, let's see. Uh, got my eyes checked, like I told you. Um, I got uh, half my physical done. Uh, I finally got all of those electrode things off of my hairy chest, which was ugh. That's good. That's nice. That took a couple weeks. I got a couple bare spots like 40-year-old virgin. It's not pretty down here. It's not. So you say. Some of us might find it very pretty. I don't know. Do Do you find the bare, the bare spot in my chest very pretty? My wife says yes, so I married well. There you go. You're good. All right. Well, let's talk about something more pleasant. Let's talk about our segments. In today's Ooh. Heathen Dogma Anime on the Street, we're talking about Ico Incarnation. Aiko? Right. Uh, well, it's A-I-C-O. And it, B, the beginning. Which yeah. We're all about letters today. A would actually be the beginning. I know, I know. Last but by the J. Just, just saying. <laughs> and so look forward to that. And also in Garthon's comic pool, we're talking about Supergirl number 19, Action Comics number 999, and Avengers number 684. All very big comic books, sort of. Yes. And in the RNG, we're talking about a first look at the Star Trek Adversaries Early Access Beta, the new Star Trek card game. That's right. Well, the, the card game itself isn't new. It came out years ago as an actual trading card game. This is just the online version of that. Is, so the, is this an online version of the old yes. one? I just yes. forgot the name of the studio that made that. Stuff. I, I do, too. I mean, I, I, I even looked it up. To, to try and tell the viewers, but I completely, I'm blanking on it. Oh my gosh, what are they? Because they're actually headquartered in Norfolk. They actually weren't far from oh. our headquarters. Nice. But uh, this, uh, uh, this, this show today has everything. It's got uh, anime, it's got comics, and it's got games. So How do you like that? Got all everything. Yeah. All at once. Yeah. Nice package. Can't, can't lose. Can't yeah. lose. Even talking about Star Trek and superheroes, Marvel, DC, anime, letters, education. <laughs> education. <laughs> all right. But as always, the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Yay! As always, you can like, subscribe, or comment to this video and all of our others. Uh, go ahead and join us on Twitch every time we stream. You can find our videos on YouTube and comment there. Like them. Love them. Uh, join our Reddit page. Join our Facebook group. Tweet us at Legion of Myth. Join our Discord server. And get the audio version of this through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, or fine podcast aggregators everywhere. All right, wait, wait, wait. I, I got a I gotta, I gotta bone to pick with some people. You. Yeah, you. The one watching right now who's about to hit that dislike button. Dislike? There, there's YouTube. a dislike button? No, there is. There should not be. And sometimes you hit it. You. I'm talking to you. Leave a comment. Why? Why did you not like it? I want to know. That keeps Heathen Dog up at night. It does. I which obsess is, over these things. Which is odd because he really doesn't care about the opinions of anyone in the universe if he knows who they are. Exactly. If, if I know why, I can say, all right, well, 
know, can't please them all. But if it's just, no, I don't like, why? Crickets. I'm like, oh, I can't compute. So, yeah, leave a leave a comment. Why? 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 I'm sorry, carry on. Make it as cryptic as possible so he doesn't understand still. Oh, God, no. No, no don't do that. Code. Don't do that. Oh, no. Make it clear to the point. I am mad that you did not like the anime I liked. Therefore, there I downloaded it. There you go. There you go. I, I can respect that. All right. If you want to support us, you can do it through Patreon, through a Streamlabs donation, directly through PayPal, or getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. You can see the fine gear being worn today. Ooh, guard the comic pool. And he's the dog. Well, I, it's underneath my sweater. I know. That's why I said it. I could feel yeah. it. I know it was there. Yeah. And you can cheer us as you're watching in Twitch. Good job, guys. Hey. Everyone likes to be cheered. Sort of. Do you know who never gets cheered? Who's that? The cheerleaders. Actually, they do people do? The, the mascot. No one cheers for the mascot. No, no one cheers for the mascot. They throw things at mascots. Do you know how I know? You were a mascot. I was a mascot. Wow. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk music starts playing. Or something? I was a lion. You were a lion. I was a well, lion. At least you weren't lame. That's right. When I was, was most famous for getting into a fist fight with a pink panther. It wasn't a very long fist fight. Pink panther, the It was the panthers. The panthers the were the mascot of another school. Oh, this okay. really tall dude was dressed in a pink panther costume. Okay. For some reason, he started messing with me. And I wasn't, you know, I was like, dude, having I, it. I wasn't having that. Because he like, he, like, pushed me, like, hard. Not like a funny ha-ha mascot push. He pushed me hard. So it was game on. Mm. I wasn't going to put up with that. Did you did you throw your gloves off like in a hockey match? And... No, I just went for the uppercut, and knocked his mask off. Nice. You know, in in, in mascot wars, that's a win. It's kind of it like, is. And then it was ground. Like rock and and then he robots. like came at me. And then it was ground and pound time. Oh, okay. That's yeah. right. I I kept my head on though. Of course you did because you're professional. Lost my tail. I got oh. in trouble. Anyway, let's talk about other anthropomorphic animals fighting in Heathen Dogs anime on the stream. Okay. I don't think Hello, we have that this time. <laughs> I don't think we But do you either. could. It's anime. Today we have both of our anime from Netflix, and both of them came out in the first two weeks of this month. Wow. So they're fresh off fresh off the boat, so to speak. That was probably insensitive. Anyway, pretend I didn't say that. Nothing but, uh, off let's... the boat nowadays. It's all yeah. off, the, off the internet. That's true. All right. And the first one is Ico, or A-I-C-O, Incarnation. Now, this one takes place in the year 2035. Looks creepy. In, in Japan, obviously, because, you know, it's Japanese. And uh, they had a biological research project, and they, they successfully created artificial and intelligent cellular organisms, AICOs. And uh, they, they were used in uh, limb replacement, organ replacement. Uh, uh, they didn't actually become part of the body. It was more of like a symbiotic relationship, like uh, uh, the, the cells themselves were alive, and if you attach them to a stump of an arm, say, it would uh, it would feed off of the nutrients in your blood. And in return, it would connect its own nerve tissues to you so you could move it however you saw fit because it didn't have a complex brain system in it. So it was all great until one day it wasn't all great where uh, a, a whole giant vat of it just got out of control, uh, absorbed all the nutrients around it. That's people. People. Yeah, and then grew like super fast, like cancer cells, and they called it the burst, where it just went into the environment 
and just started rapidly uh, gestating all the organic material and the water to make itself grow and grow and grow and grow. Uh, they, it, 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 that's the that's the whole base of it. We're going to get into it a little later, more specifics. But right now, let's get into the details. Uh, directed by Kazuya Murata, written by Yuichi Nomura, uh, music by Taro Iwashiro. Studios Bones, which we've we've seen a lot on the show, uh, licensed by Netflix. Original network Netflix. So it came out March 9th, two thousand eighteen, for twelve episodes. And rumor is that. Uh, it's already been green lit for season two. So, you know, they haven't come out officially said it, but back channel whisper, whisper, hush, hush, hush says yes. And of course you can only watch on Netflix since they, they pulling up the money for it. That's right. Right. Now let's get to the main characters. Uh, the main character is, is uh, Aiko Takibana. Tachibana. Looks like Tachibana. She, Tachibana. She's the main animus of the movie. I'm not going to say protagonist because she's the reason for the movie. All right. I'm going to get into that uh, in just a second. But first, uh, uh, she lost her family in the burst. Her family and and she and her family uh, were at uh, the uh, the uh, spawn point of the of the burst they, they were at uh what research facility number two where it all went it all went horribly wrong she was being treated for some uh drastic accident she had with they were using cells to treat her wounds and uh they successfully choppered her out but her family got well bursted bursted so that sucks right i mean she gotta live with that but uh it's a good reason to put on a bat suit though <laughs> but she doesn't though she doesn't uh and then in the in the first uh in the first episode like i said i only get in the first episodes of these things because i don't want to spoil the friggin plot and the story for you but uh, she finds out that she's not as human as she thought she was uh she didn't go through the 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 regular regenerative procedure that people usually go through and to illustrate that we have our first clip go ahead and run that clip Bam. Bear with me. Oh, he has a knife! Yeah, that's not good. She's really calm about this. Well, she's not very bright. <laughs> Pling! It's making her the perfect anime hero. And the knife didn't do a whole lot. That's a mark on her face. Yes, that right there uh, is the first realization of what is actually wrong. Her entire body is uh is all is these uh these cells and and when when the cells felt the pressure and the sharpness of the knife it immediately changed itself to nanocarbon fibers to to make an almost indestructible skin which is what shattered the knife he had to do that to illustrate to her what had happened now how he explains it is that uh how he explains it as we go to the next slide. Uh, she's the reason the world's in danger. See, the, the procedure she actually went through, her body was so screwed up from this horrible car accident that killed her father mm-hmm. that they actually took her brain out of her body and put it into a, a fast-grown clone of herself made entirely of, of, the, of these artificial cells. Well, I'd do now, that if I had the option. 
Exactly. Now, what they did was they put the artificial brain in her human body so they could treat it, you know, more aggressively because the artificial brain, the nervous system and brainstem could take a lot more abuse than a normal human brain could. So they could treat all of her horrible, grievous injuries more aggressively. But when that happened, the artificial brain freaked out. And turned into and the burst caused the burst to happen. It reached out uh, telepathically, I guess, to, to all of the all of the cells that were awaiting deployment and activated them, acted like their central nervous system. All right, because I, I actually saw the preview for this on Netflix. Yes. And in, like, the preview, it actually says, oh, we're actually fighting you or something. So that makes sense now. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You're fighting, like, kind of like you but not type thing. And uh, that, that the, the kid who who did the, the Cuddy Cuddy thing, let's, yeah. let's go to him. He is uh, Yuya Kanzaki. Yuya Kanzaki. Now, he, he finds Eiko. And tells her, you know, all the bad stuff she's done. Not on purpose, but, you know, the, all the bad stuff that happened because of her. That, not right? really her fault, really. It's not really her fault. You no, say her, because her... some evil fake no, brain no, 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 went no, no, inside no. your it body. Was... No, no, the, the, this, uh, the artificial cells were her father's invention. Right, they her fault. No, it's not her fault. But, you know, when, when, you're, when you're young, when you're a kid like that, and, and your family's dead because of a, a procedure that they were trying to save your life I would to do, feel no responsibility. You would feel no responsibility, but None. I would I would feel no responsibility. I was like, well, they should have ran faster, dummies. But, I would have uh, said, well, that's why you don't make fake brains out of you know proto matter. You know? Yeah, stupid. But anyway, she she feels some guilt because her family's dead, right? Now he tells her the solution. I'd be sad, my family was dead. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. I yeah, think it was that. my fault. Right, right. And some he dude came up to you and started saying stuff was my fault. Be like, whoa, you need to go and read a yeah, book. Yeah, step back for a minute, buddy. All right, let's let's go read some Chaucer or some. Well, let's read some Plato, some philosophy, and figure out, you know, exactly. what fault actually is. Because I have a figure, I have a figure in mind. It's not me, anyway. But he tells her the solution. The solution is we have to get you to the primary point, right? This that and that's Laboratory Two, where it all happened, where her original body theoretically still is located. Sounds like the plot of a JRPG. Yeah. Take her brain out put it back in her body, take the artificial brain, put it back in the artificial body. And then the artificial brain will stop freaking out. And all of the now malignant, uh, super fast growing, you know, uncontrollable cells will just go dormant. That sounds wrong in so many ways. They've tried literally everything else and it's not working out. The, well, uh, at the beginning of the show, they're, they're really, Personally, I don't know why the U.S. hasn't just nuked Japan again. Well, like, you know, people, get, people got mad the first time we did. Yeah, they got mad the first time. But I'm serious. If, if this stuff gets in the water, the ocean. Yeah, the oceans. Well, maybe nuke you would just make pieces of fall in the ocean and then you're hosed. Well, yeah, but I mean, if uh, the, I, this is the U.S. we're talking about. I mean, we're, we haven't historically been, you know, careful with our nukes. We have the greatest nukes. They're the greatest. <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, you know, in, in the beginning of the of the film, Japan is considering like disastrous level options to get rid of the same because there is literally only one uh, barrier between it and the ocean left. Have you ever tried making like a boy one of those so it could find love and not be so mad? They're worried about making a new one. They yeah. don't want to do that. All right. Now, how are they going to get to primary point? Yes. If getting there means going through all of this stuff. 
Well, you you hire a diver team. Divers uh, get paid to go and retrieve goods or information from inside the contamination zone because uh, primary point, which is laboratory two, was one section of a multi-corporation kind of like a, a complex of, of, of laboratories and scientific facilities, all doing different types of research. And they had to get out quick, obviously. So a lot of samples and data yeah, yeah. are still there. You know, millions upon millions of dollars of research is just sitting there. So these corporations pay these divers to risk their lives, go in, get this information and get out. So uh, to see exactly what they do and how they do it, let's go ahead and run uh, run our clip number two, and you can go uh, you can see how they how they roll. After location, that's done. Now the funny thing is, is how they get along. How they how they get from point A to B. They most roller skate. They roller skate exactly right. Now I don't know if it's the most efficient mode of travel. It's fast, I guess, but. Uh, Unless there's gravel or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gravel would be bad. <laughs> gravel would Sorry, be bad. Sorry, sir, we can't right. retrieve your data. There's a gravel driveway going up to there, and I don't know. Yeah, what but to, uh, to, to be fair, to be fair, the the uh, um, the roller skates are pop-up and down type deal. Yeah, yeah. I figured. They're, it's they're like Iron activated. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, just, like, just like the 70s Iron Man. That's right. Just pop up and down. Now, they, they get hired by I, – I put in Echo, but they don't, they don't really get – get hired by echo they, they they get hired by yuya to to get echo to primary point but they but he doesn't tell them why and he definitely doesn't tell her about about her quote-unquote condition because uh this matter this this malignant uh artificially intelligent cellular mass is attracted to uh hybrids to to uh, anyone who has both normal human cells and uh, artificial cells in their body. They're like magnets. Right, and this chick's going to be super magnet. Super magnetic, right? So they don't tell them. Uh, uh, Yuya says, hey, I got this medication. That'll that'll do the trick. Don't, don't worry about everything. We'll be fine. You don't, you don't need to tell them. Shh, quiet. You know, but they get paid a crap ton of money. I mean, uh, they, they, they make it seem like it's a, it's a set yourself up for life for life type if they survive to collect it'll be nice yeah no one's ever gone this deep in like to the actual event point before no diver has gotten even halfway there and come back all right so they should have had dio's holy divers the soundtrack for this that would be good though if if they had the money to pay for it i would have done it heck yeah i would have done it now why is it so dangerous well let's look let's look at the main antagonist which is the matter it's a composed of artificial cells that uh, went crazy and started acting like cancer cells. They uh, uh, they they rapidly they rapidly grew, uh, used up all of the uh, all of the organic matter matter in the, and water in the in the lab to burst out of the lab and then went into the landscape. Got all the fish in the water. Got all the animals and the trees and anything organic. It it digested to grow itself. That's all it does. It replicates and it's following the path of the river all the way to the ocean because like all living organisms, the most, the thing it needs most is water. So it stays near the water. It only ventures away from the water when it needs more food, AKA organic matter. Now it seems to have at least an animal intelligence because, because it, it, it reacts to people. It reacts to danger. 
you know it so as a matter of fact let's just go ahead and uh, and run the clip of the of the divers encountering it go ahead dun, dun, dun. Uh, it's bursting up yep and of course these are seasoned divers like oh let's have some fun it's like oh boy and time to shoot it oh it's exactly. big Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It grows real fast. I mean, it—they're—they're uh, they're skating on it right now. It's actually living underneath the ground, like fungus. Yes, exactly. And it, it comes up. It's—it senses their arrival, and it comes up and and goes to attack them. Now, uh, the reason it just kind of stops is because they have a what do you call it? They have a, laser beams. Uh, well, yeah, l l they have laser beams and toxic uh, uh, toxic canister grenades. Yeah. Uh, uh, eat the, it, it mutates rapidly. All right, it uh, to as it's a self defense mechanism. Like a uh, uh, at first they used nerve gas on it, and that worked really well. And then it mutated, and it became immune to nerve gas. So they started using different toxins, and it would work for a while, and then it would mutate. And be... so they have uh, diver teams usually come in two people. One person is the main attack force, and the other person analyzes the the structure of this specific matter to see if if the if this DNA is on file. If it is, then then the main att main attacker knows which canisters to will load actually work against it. Will actually work it or work most effectively against it, right? Fair so, enough. So yeah, so there's that. Now, uh, one, hey, Duncan, good to see you. Hey, Duncan, what's up? Uh, what did I give this? I gave it four stars. All right. Jeez. The reason being because it's got good animation. Uh, I was really worried about Netflix for a while because the, the 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 first two they did this year were just that CGI hyper realistic nonsense that I don't like. Yeah. But no, the last couple, even though the one before this was super weird, you know, the one with the the gambling orgasming. one. Yeah, the gambling one. Yeah, with all yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That was super weird. This one is not is not super weird. The, the concept, I'm not going to say it's novel because it's not. Uh, it's the blob. It's 1950s blob just remade into with with science, not space. You know, that's it. But it's not overdone. It's not done to death. You know, like, okay, cool. This is neat. You know, it's a good concept. It's action-packed and fun. I mean, it's, it's action from, you know, beginning to end, bookend to bookend. That's what you got. You have constant running, peril, danger hazards overcoming obstacles revelations the whole thing i mean it's you know i didn't fast forward at all throughout the entire thing because it always kept my attention that's good yeah it was great now the what was bad about it, the first part i didn't really ding anything off of it but me personally i like to have an evil bad guy there really wasn't an evil bad guy which yeah, it's I like get. you're fighting a force of nature so it's hard to yes like, exactly i mean it. there are bad guys in this one but they're not like Bond villain petting cats in 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 dormant volcano lairs. Bad guys. They're like that's good stuff though. Selfish and want to make money, or uh, they, they went insane because of grief and loss. You know, normal bad guys. Not not megalomaniacal. I'm trying to control the world. Yeah. Bad guys. Yeah, exactly. Or but, I created this horrible monster so that I could rule the world. Monsters. Exactly. Exactly. We didn't have any of that, but that's okay. I didn't. I didn't take any off of that. What I did take off was the weak character development. Uh, Aiko, she, she's basically paper. kind of milk toast, just kind of there. Yeah, yeah, she's just there. I mean, just there's no real growth for her. Uh, all of the divers, they are caricatures of people, and they don't really have any growth. And whatever growth they do have, they're like, when did that happen? Like, when did his mind change? There was no, there was no event or thought process 
that explains why this person now thinks completely opposite of what they thought before. So their character development, very weak. That's what I dinged it on. But other than that, it was it was a fun thrill ride. It was it was a it was a good it was a good watch. Uh, you're not going to go wrong. Four stars. Sounds good. Like. Very nice. High high praise. It is. Now our next anime is Be the Beginning. Dun dun dun. Uh, yes. Okay, now it starts off in a world powered by advanced technology. Crime and action unfold in the archipelago nation of. Okay, this is a this is it, it's in a uh, a monarchy nation that's made up of uh, Cremona. Or, yeah. Cremona and uh Koku the the protagonist the guy in there with the blue eye the really really bright blue eye yeah 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 he is B I mean he's nicknamed B and it's it's all about it's not all about him but he's the main focus all right he's the now, killer he's, B he's, he's nicknamed killer B because of what he does but before we get into does what he, he kill does people uh, um, before we get into what he does let's go into the details of this thing it was directed by two people Kazuto Nakazawa and Yoshiki Yamakawa, uh, written by Katsuya Ishida, music by y- Yoshihiro Ike, uh, Studios Production IG, which we've seen here before, yep, yep. Uh, license and original network by Netflix, obviously. Came out March 2nd, 2018, with uh, 12 episodes again. That, that seems to be the running thing with Netflix, between 10, 10 and 12 episodes for their anime. Usually is what they hit. And of course, you can only watch it on Netflix now. Uh, let's let's get to let's get back to my character B. Now I put that in quotation marks because that's obviously not his real name. It's just what the cops. I would hope it's him. not. All right, now he he's a killer of killers. He's kind of like Dexter, only he doesn't have to kill. He doesn't have. He's not. He's not a serial killer, but only killing serial killers. He's not a killer. He's killing for a purpose, not his own personal reasons, but for an actual purpose. And he kills bad guys. Got, like I'm not talking like oh jaywalker. I'm talking like like uh, other you know serial killers, serial rapists, people who kidnap girls, rape them, you know. People them who off the... you know you really don't mind these killing. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, the the cops have been. I mean, the cops are going to say no, that's bad, but still, it's kind of like oh. Yeah. yeah, but they're like oh, we'll do a whistle, whistle a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna drag our feet on this no, one. No, stop. Uh, the labs are. A long time to come back on this. Yeah, well, we had, we lost the sample the first time. You know, all kinds of crap like he that. He turned the corner. Now, and we lost him. I, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, he's called B due to his signature. Which you go to the next slide, you can see. Uh, this this is his signature. He leaves this at every at every of one of his killings. B four. He and this four this four hash mark thing. So he's called Killer B by the police and and uh, um, well, th- this th- this isn't in the press. This was suppressed. But uh, the name Killer B got out to the press, so the press knows I missed this too. Anyway, let's uh, let's go to the next slide. Go back to him. It's it's not really a B, all right. I'm not going to tell you what it is because, like I said, only two first episode stuff. So it's not really a B. That's that's a red herring type thing. And this dude, he's not quite human. And I'm not talking about the eye difference. As you can see, he's got one black eye and one really bright blue eye. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this. Go ahead and uh, run our our clip on this one. Rolling. All right. This is fight on top of a train. Slice, 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 slice. And as you can see, they're not moving like uh, like normal human folk. Yes. And Killer B jumps up and, uh-oh. What is this nonsense? Yes, you have no penitence in your heart. Atone for your sins with death. And now he turns his power on. 
and now stuff gets real. And his arm turns into a sword because reasons. Because why not? Lohengrin. Yeah. Oh, what is that Lohengrin? Ah, oh, it's a reference oh, to something. It is a reference to something, but I forgot to look it up. I meant to do that. But uh, uh, if if we go to to the next slide, I, it it shows. You, I, I can explain why he's like that. Now, uh, this this monarchy, 300, 400 years ago, uh, found this this ancient temple. And in it, they found two fossilized remains, one uh, white bones and one black bones huddled together. The black bones seemed to have uh, wings. It was human, obviously human, but with wings. Ah, uh, Lohengrin was the son of Parzival, or Percival. Percival, oh, from, and from Arthurian legend. he was okay. known as the Knight of the Swan. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right, well, that makes sense. Okay, uh, since he has black swan wings, that makes sense. Okay. Now, uh, what, what they found in in the black bones was was actual preserved DNA, which was different than human DNA. Hmm. So over the last several hundred years, they've been trying to recreate this, I guess you'd call it subspecies of human. And with varying levels of success, which we'll get into. But the, the most successful was B. Uh, he's actually called by the others the Black King because this the him being able to turn black signifies his his uh, his his genetic perfection. All right, fair enough. All right, now let's get into uh, some of the other characters. Uh, the first one obviously is Keith Flick. He's a he's a German. Looks like that dude. For, was... Looks like that dude from Fight Club. Yeah, uh, uh, Norton. Yeah, Ed Norton. Ed Norton. There you go. Yes, a little bit, a little bit. But uh, he's depicted as a lazy genius. All right. Now, uh, uh, he is he is obviously a genius. But the reason he seems lazy is because, well, he's thinking all of the time. And it looks like he's just staring off into space or not listening to you. He's actually taking everything in that you say. He's, he's like a Sherlock's, Sherlock Holmesian like level genius. And he's he's running the numbers in his head as you're talking. Now, uh, as an example, let's go to the next slide. Uh, with very little information, he's able to use that, uh, create a mathematical algorithm to predict what a criminal or a criminal organization or a group of people we're, is going to tend to do next. And as you can see, he's very prolific with his, with his calculations. A lot of people don't like to work with him because they think he's off. Which he probably is. I mean, mo most most geniuses are damaged in some way. Just and like most just, artists. Yeah, exactly. You know, Van Gogh was a nutters, and you know, he's considered a legend now. Yeah, that's how it is. I'm not a fan. You're not a fan. I not, get it. I mean, it's not everybody taste. Anyway, let's go to the next one. Uh, you find out later he's the reason that B and the Reggies, which I'm going to get to in a minute, actually exist. Uh, when when he was a kid. His father took him to the dig site, which his father was in charge of during that period. And uh, they had this uh, uh, right, right next to where they found the bones. There was this, I guess you could say, uh, hieroglyphic code, but it wasn't in hieroglyphic. It was in a, a unique language and it could be read up to down, down to up, left to right, you know, up upper right to lower left, upper left to lower right. And it was a giant mixed up puzzle code. But okay. even as a kid, he looked at it, studied it for a while, and he cracked it. 
That is so impressive. because of it is impressive. So because of that, that they were able to actually make the the uh, the genetically quote unquote perfect killer bee or Koku as his. <clears throat> I can tell you that because you learned that in episode one. Koku is the name he goes by. Okay. All right. Now, the other main characters are his team, the RIS team. Now, in Japanese, that means something, but it's really just a special crimes task force. And uh, just like all of the all of the TV shows of, of the day, you know, SVU, whatever flavor you like, uh, they are they are a unit of uh, you know dedicated detectives who are specialists, and they they take on the hardest cases and blah blah blah, rip right out of the headlines, whatever whatever you want to say about it. They, they are, they've been after killer B ever since he came out. Right. But they have always been a step behind. Now in the beginning of the series, Keith flick joins the RAS team. He was in archives for eight years. Uh, re- re- recovering from a uh, trauma that happened eight years ago. I'm not going to get into that because that, that delves too much into the actual story, but, uh, with uh, with Keith's help, when he finally joins the RAS team, they start to unravel the mystery about B and these these Reggies that I'm I swear I'm going to talk about in a minute. And all of them are extremely good at what they do. You know, forensic science, computer computer sciences, uh, detective like straight up sur- shadow surveys the scene, detective work. They've got one person for everything. Very this nice. team this team was put together by design. You know, this team was designed, as you find out, for Keith when he was ready to come out of his self-imposed exile. Okay. By by the head of the RIS. He put the team together for Keith. The head of the RIS, I forget his name, he was he actually learned how to be a cop from Keith. Keith taught him everything he knows. And you know, he and uh, this 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 guy looked at Keith like a brother. So when that trauma happened eight years ago, he's like, okay, he's gonna recover from this. He didn't quit. He just went in the archives to get away from life for a little while. But he's going to come back. I need to put together an elite group that he can run, that he can manage when he's ready. And we could do almost anything. And you find out that's exactly what what the RAS team leader has done. Now, now we're going to get to uh, the main antagonist. These Reggies we're, we're talking about. Uh, the main antagonist is they're called Market Maker. All right. And they're made up of Reggies. Reggies are the failed uh, genetic experiments attempting to create the 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 perfect uh, subhuman that uh, that that Koku ended up being. Now, when I say imperfect, I mean they work great up until about age twenty, and then all of their hormones go out of whack, all of their all of their endocrine systems go nutty, and they lose their minds. All right. Now, uh, all of the all of the market maker group have found a supplement. Uh, it's, it's it's like a golden ampule that they inject into their into their neck, or they they take in like a, a polio vac, no, not polio, but a, like vitamin A vaccine or whatever, pop in their mouth to uh, to stabilize their hormone hormone levels so they can stay sane. Now, this is a state sponsored terrorist group, and when I say state sponsored, I don't mean some far flung. Uh, rogue nation somewhere. No, I mean this nation, this island nation funds this terrorist group to keep itself in power. It's a monarchy. So uh, a market maker is behind the scenes, behind crimes 
that are horrible and disease outbreaks that are awful, but the government comes in with a, with the fix or a cure and the government looks good by, by, by dealing with the situation very quickly with very little potential loss of life. So, so the monarchy looks great and stays in power. Well, Market Maker now has their own plans. Mm, not good. Yeah. So, you know, they, they, they start following their own agenda and the agenda of their secret newfound benefactor, codenamed Regulus. But we're not going to talk about him because no! that, that, would go, that would go too deep into the story. We don't want to do that. Like That's I said, true. episode one only. Anyway, what, I, what did I think of this? I gave it three and a half stars. All right. Not as much as Echo, but it's still it's still really good. It's solid. The, the, the animation again, Netflix stayed away from the idea of that that computer is king. Yeah. Unlike Echo, this had excellent character development. Oh, I mean, cool. uh, oh yes, yes. All, even uh, especially the, uh, the 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 main secret bad guy uh, Regulus. You really get to know how, why he is so cuckoo bananas. You know, crazy. And why he is the Bond villain I was looking for in the first anime. We got him now. All right. And the characters themselves are engaging. There's not a whole lot of growth because, like I said, this team was put was put together of Because they were already, already fully baked and competent. Exactly. They were already fully baked. They were already experts and 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 some of them have been on the force for over 20 years. So you're not gonna get a whole lot of growth in this small, in this very, you know small sliver of their professional lives right? right now the main bad guy you're gonna go oh what a twist you know because like oh you're like ah, something's fishy with that guy but then you get the depths like the ocean depths of this guy's madness you're like whoa 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 that's exactly what it did like now whoa. what i didn't like about it a little bit dunish now what i mean by dunish is uh both uh, Keith and and Regulus uh, think so deeply and so far ahead that uh, you know how in Dune where you get a you get like a paragraph long internal monologue about exactly what yeah. I know exactly what everyone's thinking they're going to do this and then I'm going to do that they're going to do this then I'm going to check yeah, a little mad here. thinker action going on exactly I hated that part it got worse after the first book. And I hated that. It, it got a little bit like that, which ew, made me cringe a little bit. Not full-on Dunish, but a little Dunish. And this market maker group, it makes almost no sense. I mean, yeah, you, you put superhuman beings in charge of uh, uh, plotting and then helping the government thwart mass extinction events. And you know that they're psychologically unbalanced to begin with. Sounds like the worst idea ever. You know why? Because it is. Well, I think I figured that they probably figured as long as they had the cure, that they had to keep coming back for their fix, they'd be fine. But when someone else starts giving them the juice, they uh, yeah, kind of host. Yeah, they, then they go off on their own and it goes bad. Right. And the ending. I'm not going to tell you the ending. I am going to tell you they completely botched it. This this lost a whole star. Yeah, I mean, the, the ending... Ewoks were just a complete surprise. <laughs> but uh at the end i'm like well what what happened i mean some people didn't make it the people who survived how did they go how did they deal with that how did they go on with their 
how how do they go on with their lives? How, they don't get into Duck any Idaho of that. Says late Dunish, where that's the ultimate explanation for everything that happens. Yep. Yep. But the the ending they botched because they really could have had a, an actual denouement, an actual falling action where 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 you get to tie some bows up. Not all of them. You don't have to tie up all the everything in neat little neat little bow like everything. But some of it. Nope. It's just like, oh, going to work the next day. We're like, what? Well, that's life. <laughs> exactly. What the what? Anyway, that's why that's why this one got dinged so much. Still, I not, think it's not fair. poorly rated. No, 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 no. It, it is. It is. It is very well written, except for the end. But that's like the last quarter of the last episode. The rest of it was very well written, and I have to recommend it. All right, easily. very good. Still better than Secret Empire. <laughs> Light years. <laughs> All right, thank you, Heathen Dog. As always, there's more Heathen Dogma. You can get his videos on YouTube. Just look under the Legion of Myth. Look for Heathen Dog. Plenty of anime and RPG segments. His team-ups in Warframe and Star Trek Online with that hip Garthon cat. Currently going through his Star Trek Online Mirror Universe series. Oh, yes. We're going to be there for a while, too. We're on, what, part five now? Uh, we just, well, wait. No, 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 I'm, we're, I mean, we're going into Mirror Wars 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're Mirror part Wars one. 3, part one, and there's five of them left. Yeah, so it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, check out his past videos. Very. I'm not gonna say them all. There's too many. There's too much excitement. Just read. Read it. But I'm not. All right. Star Trek Online with Buck Fats McCool. No, no. Plus. I meant. I meant. I meant the viewer. Oh yeah. Well, I, yeah. you can read as well as I can. But the the most important thing is the current stream right now, which is Overlord. Oh, Duncan who says Mirror Wars Four is currently in the works. Oh my God! It's never gonna end. <laughs> Well, you got to have your Wars of the Mirrors. And on Monday, he is at 8 p.m. Central Standard. That's 9 p.m. Eastern. Right. Is streaming Overlord. Yeah, it came out in 2008. It's 10-year-old yeah. uh, title, but it's fun. It's surprisingly fun. Also Funny. available on console. Yes, it is available on console. And uh, on Steam, I got it for a buck twenty-four. You so... can pick up a used copy for like three or four bucks on console. There you go. Easy peasy. Uh, go ahead and watch a couple episodes if you like it. Buy Very it on Steam. Uh, pick it up for your console. You're good to go. Uh, I says, uh, look for a mirror afar. Come on, you're going to love it. There you go. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Now, and now uh, I've gone through almost all of the shots for in, uh, in my local uh, my, my local uh, uh, watering hole? Buy, watering holes. Package store? So, so I don't know if I did this one already. Tito's handmade vodka you did i did okay 100 i don't remember if it was any good you said it was great i did yes well i want it i want it now <laughs> for, for for those of you who uh who care like like garthon does uh put in the comments i care about I, your health that's what i'm worried about uh, I, I i just got my liver tested 100 percent. 100 percent there 100 percent <laughs> larger than a normal liver all of my blood tests were fine. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Okay, it, it doesn't have the ethanol smell, so that's good. It's not, it doesn't smell like paint thinner. Always a good sign from alcohol. Okay, that's vodka. Yep. Taste. It, it is. It's not bad. I mean, uh, it's it's better than say Smirnoff or whatever, but uh, I think that uh, uh, Costco vodka is a little bit a little bit better than this. But my my main thing is, 
how do you hand make vodka? I mean, what makes a vodka handmade? Do you got to put your hand in it? Do you have to, do you have to crank it? You have to squeeze the point? potato press. I don't know. Yeah. Do you have to like crank like a vice for every potato? How do you, I don't know. how do you do that? I don't know. It's not even constitutes... made from potatoes. I think some of it is. Oh, it is gluten free. They might as well put, you know, BPA free or something. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, like that. Of course. It's, it's out of potatoes. Yeah. You know, potatoes, man. It's not bread. Sugar free. It's well, it's not sugar free. You know. No, it's not sugar free because it turns into sugar in your body. But uh, definitely no bread in it. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Gluten free. All right. There thank we... you very much. Beer isn't gluten free. No. So, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you now to the reason you came. Just kidding. Oh, it's true. Yes, Garthon's comic poll. It's a little quiet. That's okay. Got to work on that. Oh. Next up. For Contest Comic Poll, the first book we're talking about today in this exciting week, Supergirl, number 19, written by Steve Orlando and Vita Ayala. Uh, artist is Yamal Campbell. Cover is by Jorge Jimenez with Alejandro Sanchez. Alejandro. Alejandro. Um, I want to say this. The interior art is way better than the cover. And the cover's not bad, but the interior art just kicks its ass. Cover... Uh, her uh she looks asian the, the the face yeah it looks really asian yeah like punk asian because of the yeah blonde I, know. Hair, but, I know yeah i know i know but and oh oh and and the the guy supposedly not guy, a guy flying not a guy okay a guy. whatever uh looks like a i don't know like a corpse, yeah, corpse like i said the cover has a lot of issues yeah but the internal art, I love. The internal art is great. Uh, Jamal, I've seen Jamal Campbell's, or Jamal, probably Jamal Campbell's stuff before. Just love it. Absolutely love it. I hope to see a lot more of Jamal Campbell's work. Um, okay. This book is actually getting a lot of play and a lot of press because it deals with Supergirl uh, being friends with a non-binary gendered person. All right. If this book was written in the 80s, it would have been... Supergirl makes friends with someone who gets bullied without any yeah. specific reason why. This time they had to give it a specific reason because that's the the, the you that's know the... big buzzword thing to sell more issues to show they care about social issues. And normally this sort of plot would just leave me rolling my eyes so hard I would have to look for them on the floor after they fell out of my head. <laughs> and when I first heard about this issue, that's all I could think was, oh, God, help me. I read it because I've been collecting Supergirl. And mm. it's good. Steve Orlando and Vita Ayala did a great job of taking an issue which could be seen as super political one way or another without hammering it over your head, kind of putting this person, um, the character she's dealing with is someone who is female, doesn't really feel like a girl, but doesn't feel like a boy either, and kind of getting picked on in school. But that's honestly not the main plot. In the Supergirl comics, recently she's been going through a lot of bad stuff. Um... A whole bunch of evil cyborg Kryptonians showed up to try and take over the planet, and they were headed up by her dad. And that wasn't good. Wait, no. Yeah. No, that's not great. That's not great. And everyone and they everyone found out that was her dad leading evil Kryptonians to kill them all. And they're like, well, these and you know, people say, hey, see, you can't trust these nasty Kryptonians. They're aliens trying to kill us all. Um, she had a plot before that with the Emerald Enchantress putting together a super team with the express purpose of making her look bad. So she got a bunch of villains, dressed them up as heroes, and their whole goal was to make her look bad. Like to set up situations where as she solved the crime, she made things worse. Awesome. 
So she's just gone through probably about 10 issues of supervillains making her look terrible like to the public. Like getting Yeah. Just the to the point time. where, like, the newspapers who who used to say, Supergirls are great, are now saying, that menace, Supergirl! You know. Um, it's been a pretty believable transition storyline that way. And you just start feeling terrible for her. And this issue is really kind of about someone finally wrote an article that got online that that became so popular publishing a major in Catco's paper saying like my friend Supergirl. And she goes the story of how like during the cyber attack, Supergirl went and saved her life or mm-hmm. saved this person, saved their life. And even though that person was picked on and bullied and you know, like let me Supergirl actually said, you know, I'll be you okay? Yeah. I said, well okay, I'll make sure you're fine. And they're like, whatever. And then later, after like a day later, Supergirl actually came back and checked up on them, made sure are you okay? Everything's fine. You know, I could, I could, she's like, well, you actually text like, yeah, I could hear your heartbeat and smell your perspiration and everything. I know that there's more going on in your life. What's wrong? And she actually like... Okay, that's a little creepy, number one. Well, they could do that. Superman could super, do that, too. Super stalker? Easy. Would, well, easy she said killer. she'd be back, and she did. Easy, easy killer. She came back. She actually came up and said, let me help you out. Stop sniffing me. She can't help hmm. it. It's like Wolverine can't help it. Yeah, but he keeps it to himself. Normally, Supergirl does, too. But Supergirl said, I could hear your heartbeat. I could, you know, sense your levels. Yeah. But the, uh, I don't think she said I could smell you. I can smell you. Like, you know, like Doug in Up. Fair. But the, uh. The little but, collar thing. You know, yeah, the, it just started. The, the literal, literal translation collar. Right. So basically, like, they're also going to have me picked on by this guy and everything. And it's just all these nice little vignettes, like how Supergirl is, like, without punching anyone, without being, you know, just kept, you know, coming back and actually being a friend, someone she could lean on, someone who would encourage them to, you know, if you're having these issues, you need to go and talk to your parents about it. You need to do this. And you're just being someone to listen to. And even though in the media, all this, all they're hearing about is how terrible Supergirl is, this person's experiences, she's incredibly nice. She's everything she says she is. You know, or she has, Supergirl never said she was perfect or great, but that's only, she's only been good. And she can't see anything. And she actually, uh, the uh, they end up getting enough confidence to like, confront their bullies, to tell their parents, to make their life better. Nothing's perfect, but they're able to like move forward and it does become like they confront the bully. The bully's like, you're right. We should be friends now. It's, mm. you know, it's very much the, the bully just kind of like gets confronted and has to like deal with their own issues. And eventually, you know, it ends up just like, whatever, just get it on my face, but leaves them alone after that, you know, which, which is, is a more which realistic, is a much more realistic, exactly. Much right. more realistic portrayal of how bullies work there. You, you confront them, either they beat you or they go, whatever. Right. And they walk away. Right. That's it. That's, I, there has been a couple times where, I've had a rival, uh, like uh, like playing miniatures games or something, and that through that rivalry we end up becoming friends, or something like that. Mm. But never where someone was just an absolute jerk, and then you confront them and they're like, you know what, you're pretty cool, dude. You know. Yeah, yeah. That that only happens in TV movies. Right. That happens in, in Pepsi yeah. commercials and TV movies. So. Right. Yeah. But I have to go pull my nose here. All right. So I was actually really impressed with how they told both of these stories. They told um, like a story of hope for someone struggling with their gender identity. We're not really there to personally struggle with, but struggle with everyone's acceptance of them and how they could deal with that themselves. And also rehabilitating Supergirl in the eyes of the public and showing friendship, just a simple friendship she could have. And how that makes her more human. And they were able to tell the, all that so neatly without harping on either one too much that made me feel like I was being subjected to some horrible after-school special. Which is what this easily could have turned to. Um, 
Not a lot of punching going on. But far better than I expected this ever to be once I heard what it was going to be. Once they started like saying, a non-gen, non-binary gender, I was like, oh god. I don't need political issues pushed in my comics. I also don't want to see a comic where they're like, I love how guns save lives. I don't want any of that crap in my comics. So that being what it is, this was done incredibly well. I loved the art. I loved the story writing. It Everything just rang true. And it just it was like one of those perfect comic combinations. And I'm going to give it a four and a half. Wow. Which surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. But I love this issue. Um, it's actually kind of worth tracking down, I think. Uh, there's actually an alternate cover, which is fantastic, by Art Germ. Um, which has nothing to do with what's in the book. But it's mm. a fantastic cover. This is just an okay cover. So, highly now, recommended. Do, uh, does what? What's the what's the proper non? There, they. There, they. Uh, do do they fly too? No. Or is that like I said, this cover is very misleading. Okay, Supergirl's gotcha. Asian and the person's flying. They can't fly. Okay, got it. Okay. They're non-powered. Right. They're just a normal person. Carry on. All, All right. right. Next up, Action Comics number nine hundred ninety-nine. Uh, written by Dan Jurgens. So art, close. I know. Art by Will Conrad. Colors by Ivan Nunez. Uh, this covers by Brett Booth, Norm Ratmond, and Andrew Dalhouse. Hey, Brett is spelled correctly. Hey, how do you like that? And yeah. just like our last super comic, this scene does not appear in the, the cover, in the book. At all. At all. Not this even a little like bit. looks like a really cool scene. Yeah. Looks like I mean, a Hulk the, I, cover. I don't, I don't like the, the, the body morphing looking Well, stuff. all you got to do is swap out Superman for Hulk and, and uh, General go. Lane for General Ross, and you got to, mm. you know. Boom. <laughs> anyway. There you go. So, I want to talk about this issue. In the last issue, we talked about Superman came back, saved his family with Booster Gold's time. We might be helped a little bit there. Because yep. um, Lois Lane was going to some godforsaken jungle to rescue her general father who was on social yeah. black and ops they were mission. Both get shot or something like that. Yeah, or so they, they, both, they did get shot, and then Booster Gold went back in time and fixed it. Right. So in this issue, everyone's back home, and Lois is trying to reconnect with her estranged general father, and so he like comes over for dinner, and you know his grandson John, you know Superman and Lois's son, is super happy. Oh, granddad, yeah, because he's never really met him. So he's just super excited as his grandfather's over because his other sure. grandparents you know, blew up with Krypton. Um, yeah, yeah. And his other other grandparents are in Kansas. He's, he knows them. Was Pa Kent still dead? I can never remember. Actually, actually, that is a storyline in the TV show Smallville. Yes. Yes. So. Where where he meets his his estranged uh, grandparent. It's like, oh, I never see Grandpa. I want to see Grandpa. I want to, I want to know Grandpa. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> I never saw that. The <laughs> so he's coming over and ends up in a big fight between him and Lois. And because the elephant in the room is like, Lois and Clark are always writing articles saying Superman's the greatest, and he does not trust Superman. The typical, he's an alien. Yeah, he, I'm not going to deny he's done good stuff to help us. I'm, I'm never going to deny that. But what else is he doing? This is a guy who could crush planets with his bare hands. Yeah. What if one day he decides uh, he's done helping and decides to rule the world, and uh, no one can stop him? Then you get ruled, and that's it. <laughs> he's like, so that's why I... worry about it. There's nothing like, you do about it. He's like, my job is to protect America from threats like him. Just because well, he's not a threat right now 
doesn't mean he won't be a threat in the future. Kind of like just because the Soviets aren't a threat right now doesn't mean you don't ready for those commies. You know. Talk to Batman. He's got it covered. That's right. Uh, so while that's going on, well, I'm not going to go into full details of everything going on in the book, but it has a nice, it has a pretty personal story there between the family. At the same time, that's going on. Superman is dealing with the repercussions of what his father has done. Mainly that you know, his dad came back as Oz was evil and he had to deal with that kind of junk. Yeah. Presentation of the Batman versus Superman movie. This is why we don't question Superman. <laughs> so the. <laughs> but part of his father's legacy was. <laughs> oh gosh, such. Couldn't they have gotten a fifth grader to proofread that story to tell them it was terrible? You know, anyone? Zack Snyder was the worst thing to ever happen to the DC Universe. He really is. And I'm sorry that you know, his daughters got really sick, and so he had to leave the film franchise. But I'm pretty sure his butt was getting kicked out before that anyway. And that was just a nice, a sad but convenient reason for him to leave. Because he needed to go. Awful in every way. Did I like... Uh, 300? Yeah, I liked 300. There's no way in hell I'd watch 300 and say, that guy needs to do Superman. Not a chance in hell. There's no way I'd watch Sin City and say, Superman! Oh, yeah, that's definitely the way I want Superman to be. Right. Just, ah, maybe Batman. Both of those films were great. As their own little self-contained things? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not as in, I want this guy doing DC Universe. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Well, that's going on. Superman is dealing with the legacy of his father, mainly the neutral zone, not neutral zone, phantom zone prison he set up. Right. And because the phantom zone, you can't escape from, there's nothing there, and hey, great prison, but the people who sent there go insane. Sure. Because there's nothing there. And he's like, that's just a little too cruel for Supes. He can't handle it. And he's already had to deal with multiple people breaking out of the phantom zone and trying to kill him because his father's dead and they want revenge on someone and he's the last member of the house of L, so they're going to take it out on him. Makes sense. So he's tired of that crap. And he thinks it's wrong that his dad did that. So he comes up with the idea of constructing a new type of prison. Okay. So the new prison he constructs... Counselors now? or Well, Superman's always been a guy who cares a little much about his villains. That's why he doesn't just, you know, punch them into orbit. Mm. So basically he... Builds a new prison out of a, a nearly unbreakable material that he gets out of space. Sure. And he releases Cyborg Superman from the Phantom Zone. Cyborg Superman's like, Susan comes out, like, I'm killing you. Ah, kill, kill. He's like, no, 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 no. You know, I stop this. I'm trying to help you. He's like, yeah, like hell you are. Eventually, you know, beats him up a little bit, calms him down, says, look, the Phantom Zone is bad. I don't like it. It's wrong. My father screwed up. You shouldn't have been put in there. That was bad. Okay, I agree. But did your father put me in there? Huh? No. 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 But he seems like, hey, I, but, you know, that's not the way I want to do things. I built this prison. I built a new prison. He's like, you think any prison could hold me? I'm, I'm Cyborg Superman. I can break out of freaking anything. It's like, well, this is unbreakable. It's like, come on. It's like, okay, I know. I know. I know. Superman, I know. But you're actually going to want to stay in this prison. And basically, the prison uses Kryptonian technology so that when you're there... It does like the whole mental psycho hollow projection thing. So you oh. get to relive your happiest moments. Ooh, nice. It actually puts you in like a fake world 
you know it's not real, but it's real to you. And you can, can relive your happiest moments. You can live a new life. And the hope is by living your best moments, by living a better life, eventually, maybe, even if you think they can never let you out for the horrors you've done, maybe that will help rehabilitate you. Maybe help you or learn to be a better person peace. through positive reinforcement, not throwing you in a dark hole and making you go insane. Mm. Yeah, or Watchmen, Duncan Hyde. Yeah, exactly. So, to me, that's a very Superman thing to do. It's like, look, this is wrong, but we still can't let you free because you murdered a bunch of people. Like, lots and but lots. But this is, will put you in prison and maybe help you be a better person at the same time. And it's not torture. So... I, you know, it's one of those like, no, harsh punishment. Like, well, the guy is going to be stuck in that forever. Because Cyber Superman is effectively immortal. His machine right. parts don't let him die. And it's not costing the taxpayers any money. Right. So and it's, sure. You know, it's all in Superman's, you know, crypto dime anyway. Yeah. So, but I, I liked that. I kind of showed that how Superman operates. He, you know, going to try and find the most noble solution he can. Because he is inherently a good person. Uh, when, he, when he makes it back to the family, Pa Kent, not Pa Kent, uh, look, General Lane's out the door. Him and Lois have gotten in a, in a bloody, in a big row and big fight, and John's like crying and everyone's sad. And, you know, it's like, until they tell your stupid husband if you see him, rah, rah, and so like, like, oh, hey, where are you going? And there's this great turn of writing where Clark is able to turn these people who have just like had this horrible fight and he's able to get General Lane to come back in, like, hey, come back. He's like, hey, you know, you're right. You know, maybe Superman isn't that. Maybe that's, but that's not the issue. The issue is you have a grandson who misses you, and you have a daughter who, maybe if you looked up, well, you see how amazing she is, how strong she is, how she's done all these great things, and how she's pretty much exactly like you. How she tries to protect everyone through showing the inequities of these bad things going on around the world, who is willing to risk her life for that, who will do anything for her family, just like you. And he's able to draw the, the whole family back together. You know, no one ever has to admit they're wrong. Everyone, has, everyone can kind of accept how each other is right. And then come together and, you know, the grandson and father, grandfather hug and, you know, set up play dates and stuff. And everyone has a nice happy ending there. And that is fantastic. That is Superman. Not a lot of punching. There's some punching going on. Well, yeah, with Cyber Superman, there's always some punching. Right. So... But I wanted to highlight this book as well, just because it shows how, as well as the Supergirl book, Dan Jurgens is the best Superman writer of the last 20 years, in my opinion. He did the whole Death... I think he did the Death Superman run, a bunch of books then. He knows Superman and does a fantastic job writing him. And this action comic series has been really good. And he's able to draw out these noble sentiments of Superman without making them feel corny or stupid. And that's a neat trick nowadays. And I love this book because it shows not only how he acts as Superman to try and help things, but as Clark Kent, trying to help his family and other people as well. And I'm really going to miss Dan Jurgens on this book. I like Bendis, but I'm honestly worried where he's going to take all the super books. Because Supergirl's going away, Superwoman's going... Basically, all the super books are gone. And he's getting Justice League, he's getting Superman. That's all going to be Bendis, who's coming from Marvel. Might be great, might not. But this book, to me, is almost like... Dan Jurgen's swan song on the book. It draws everything together so neatly. It ties up the past storylines he's been doing. He's not getting to do a thousand. I think he has a piece of a thousand. Oh. 
like because 1000 is going to be a big thick book with multiple oh, writers yes yeah, uh bendis's first start is going to be in 1000 but though this is pretty much his this is his last full book okay. writing superman or action comics and i'm going to miss him uh the art's really solid will connor does a great job don't want to pull that away from him. he does a really good job but I just thought Dan Jurgens pulled out all the stops and really nailed not only the character and how he is, but what makes him so great. Cool. Just so, and I wanted so to bring both. This bo- has got to be four and a half stars. Yeah, least. this is a four and a half star book. Yeah. The art was good, not super fantastic. It was just under great. The writing was great. I loved what went on in the book. I loved how it tied all of Jurgens' storylines up to hand off the story, to hand off the character without it seeming like, yeah, here, you take this, you know. Um, and also, Tom King should read this to show how to have a character analyze positions going on and the things from his past without being sad in a dark room where it's raining or standing <laughs> on top of a gargoyle while it's raining at night and looking downward and being sad all the time and wondering if anyone loved him. All right. Martha! <laughs> God. Tom King probably thought that was brilliant. Except he would have had it more, Martha, why? Why has oh, it God. more rain? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, four and a half stars. Action Comics number 999. Good to miss Jurgens. He has been great. Last up, Avengers number 684. Written by Jim Zub, Mark Wade, and Al Ewing. Pencils by Paco Medina and Joe Bennett. Inks by Juan Vlasco and Rui Jose. Uh, colors by Jesus Abertoff and... Maury Hollowell, cover by Mark Brooks. Martha! They received to stare at each other's navels. We gotta stare at your own navel, like next to each other, and then be sad, yep. and then wonder if, if your third grade teacher really loved you when they were handing out the popcorn treats. I don't know. <laughs> God. There was this one time at band camp. They said we were gonna play Yankee Doodle Dandy, but we didn't. We played Stars and Stripes forever. Forever is not how long my parents were around. (laughs) You know. Anyway. So, the Hulk is on the cover for this. Which brings up the question. Didn't Hawkeye shoot Hulk in the head with an arrow designed by Bruce Banner himself to kill the Hulk? And also shoot him in the heart with an arrow designed specifically to kill the Hulk? Yes, he did. How'd that work out? Not great. Well, Hulk was actually mostly dead. This book does a few things. One, it brings back the Hulk, and actually goes into uh, like kind of a history of like the many times Hulk has been dead and has always come back. And Bruce Banner basically internal monologuing, every time you think he's dead, he's not. Sometimes he just lays there and rests while everyone around goes to start having the funeral, and the monster just sleeps. He's fine. Because he subsists entirely on rage. And you cannot kill him. He can come back from anything. There's nothing that can kill him. And people don't understand this. So he developed something that would actually kill it. In that it would actually stop him from ever regenerating. Forever coming back. Right? But it still wouldn't actually kill the Hulk. But that's fine. That Brander's like, that's fine. just put him in a, in a perpetual state of suspended animation. Right. Hmm. Banner didn't tell Hawkeye that. Hawkeye just said, hey, do this. Fidera comes to it. One in the base of the spine, one in the, in the Abdul Oblongata, and one in the heart. That'll do it. Forever. Hawk is like, I don't know. Banner's like, do it. it. Has to be done. And then, of course, the hand ninjas took Hulk's body and uh, reanimated it. 
took out the anti-Hulk arrows, I imagine. Well, they did that. They took out the anti-Hulk arrows before they buried him. Because hmm. he was Why? still... I had to break off those things inside him. Yeah, because they were sad. And he was uh, dead. So? And he was killed like, as nope. banners. They were like, oh, Hulk must be Whatever, gone. Whatever, man. I, I treat him like a vampire. Keep yeah, that stake in him. I would, too. Yeah. I, it's time to burn him into ash, you know. So... <laughs> The hand ninjas ended up bringing him back from the dead. The thing is, they didn't really bring him back from the dead. Hulk was actually alive the whole time, but they were but the hand was able to use their creepy magic control to get Hulk to kind of do what they wanted. Okay. And it actually shows like when Brother Voodoo released Banner from the controls, and Banner's like, "No, no, you idiot! Leave us alone! This this is bad, Brother Voodoo! Don't do it! Don't do it!" Well, well, we have a we have a whole deal here. If you screw with the deal, crap goes wrong. Yeah, it's like I don't care. The hand has him. They're they're trusty. That's not dangerous compared to what he could do if you if you release this control because he's back. Oh crap! Because they thought, oh, Hulk's dead. Let's release this and he'll still be dead. It was already too late at that point. Hulk was never dead. <laughs> he was just resting. And so you know, Challenger with the grand game is like, ha ha ha! No, I have him. And they also reveal where Voyager came from, who was like an original Avenger who I've never heard of, and no one's ever heard yeah. of. But everyone's like, "Yay, Voyager's here! We're all saved! I remember her!" And then later it's revealed that in none of Jarvis's really memories was she there. It's because Voyager, as we all knew, was not an original Avenger. They were not mm -hmm. retconning history. She is actually the Grandmaster's daughter. Okay. She was often used as Grandmaster's ace in the hole. When he set up a bet or something, he'd like, hey, uh, you go no, in there in disguise. She yeah, she would help rig the game. If it needed to happen. Right. Um, but she also had goals of being a superhero on her own, though. You actually find out. That, like, like through her games, when like her father would win a planet or something, and part of the deal was she would get to have it after. Because he didn't care about what he won, just that he won. You know, he'd be like, woohoo, I won this thing. And uh, he'd, you know, toss behind him, look for the next challenge. She would say, hey, if you win that solar system, I want it. He'd go, cool, whatever. Just help me win it. So he'd win, she'd get the solar system, and then she would actually go and save it from whatever horrible disaster was happening. Mm. She wanted or, to be here. Or what was caused during the conflict between the Grandmaster and whomever owned it before. Right, exactly. Right, she would try and fix whatever her father broke, and also... Not because his father tried to break it, he just wanted to win stuff. But she yeah. wanted to be like a hero. More than her father ever really knew. So when this thing came about, the reason that at the end of the last issue she stole the last Pyramond, you're not still not entirely sure, but you get her background of what she was doing in helping to win these games. Not that she was ever like the key element necessarily, but she helped. She was the ace in the hole in case things went wrong. Like mm -hmm. she was supposed to be in this game, but with everything going on, she grabbed it so that neither team could get it. You think. There's no... Because she ends up grabbing it and taking it into the vault of where the Avengers are currently headquartered in their secret base. Like in the darkest, deepest, most locked vault in there, she took it. Right. Okay. And the Avengers can't get in. They're like, I come out. What the hell are you doing? What, what's with you? Meanwhile, Beast and Wasp are the only one, and Jarvis are the only ones right now who figured out that she is not an Avenger. And they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on with that. Um, back to... So I thought that was a neat show. They finally revealed Hulk is back. Okay, Voyager's but did he origin. do anything? He did. Hulk... This issue, he comes back. 
And she, and Challenger's like, ho, 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 see, now I've changed the game. My ace in the hole is here. Ho, ho, ho. Do you think your lethal legion can handle that? He's like, oh, we shall see. My lethal legion is tougher than you know. So Hulk is now leaping toward the last pyramid. Pyramid? Pyramid. And Captain We're Glory, definitely. the evil, uh, not evil, but the lethal legion member who is a uh, like a Nova Corps member or leader. Mm-hmm. And... Menticle, the mind-controlling tentacle person who's super powerful, are getting... nice. Menticle. I yeah. like that name. Tentacle with mental. Yeah, I mental. got it. I got it. It's the dumbest thing, but I love it. So, Menticle's been jacking everyone up, too. No one's been able to touch Menticle so far. So, they're you know flying... Want to. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> Especially if they've watched any anime. Um, <laughs> so, they're flying to where they know the pyra- pyramid went. They're like, oh, look, we have incoming from... From some grievous, don't worry, I shall handle it, said Captain Glory. And Hulk goes, bam, in midair, and hit the ground. He's like, my spine, he he broke my spine. <laughs> and the metal's like, don't worry, I shall mind control the beast. And the next panel is just like metal with eyes wide going, oh no. <laughs> and that's it for them. <laughs> yeah, because Hulk don't care. <laughs> you, don't, you don't try my control and enraged he's like, Hulk. He's like Honey Badger. <laughs> yeah. Hulk don't care. Hulk don't give up. Anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, so you can assume they're both, if not dead, wishing they were. Because right. they don't say what happens to them after, you know, basically Captain Glory's spine is completely broken. Yeah. The mentalist's like, I shall control the beast. Oh, no. It's like, ah! So, yeah. And that's kind of where they leave the situation. Aww. So a lot happened, like some big reveals happened. You're showing just what power level they're giving the Hulk, which is at, the, like, world breaker levels right now. Mm-hmm. Where he's taken, like someone who's tougher than every Nova we've ever seen with that power set and one punch broken. So a super powerful mentalist of like Phoenix level mentalist, maybe even professor X level mentalist. One shot at him too. No problem. Avengers going to have, I think that's, that's probably what I'm guessing Voyager's idea was in bringing the pyramid into the center of the Avengers. Like, Hey, these guys, Avengers have the most experience in dealing with an enraged insane Hulk. Right. Yeah, and also in the in the game they're in, there can be no tie. And right now the Avengers have two, but the Avengers are not playing, so they don't get to win. And Challenger has won, and I think Pressure Challenger's won, and Game Master has won. Right. So you're thinking she'd want her dad to win, but after you hear like her backstory, I think you're not sure if like this is when she's taking her stand, saying, "No, Daddy, I'm my own person." Who knows? Hmm. Um. But the issue actually ends with them figuring out, oh, crap, Hulk is coming here. Oh, crap, oh, crap. And the Red Hulk saying, I can stop him. And they're like, the hell you can. You know, basically the members of the of the uh, U.S. Avengers are like, you can't. Your hour of power is getting shorter every time. Your powers are unstable. He's like, yeah, we need to do it. So he gets with their super genius and basically modifies the, uh, the Iron Patriot armor to keep his powers up. So when he steps out as the Iron Hulk, you know, mm. he's like, don't worry, I got this. Ready for the Iron Hulk. Then he says, God bless America. You know, I had to laugh. He's wearing a big Patriot armor. Yeah. Not all over, just like chest plates and cuffs. Big red Hulk Patriot armor. I had to laugh at the God bless America thing. So, I like this setup. I I loved this scene where he broke, I, I was kind of sad he broke Captain Glory's back because he seemed actually like an upright kind of guy. But, uh, wow, it was Really brutal seeing him take those two guys out so quickly. Um, 
the backstory with Banner and the Hulk thing was interesting to read, but as you can see, there's two different pencilers and two different inkers. You could tell that part of the story was done by one team, and most of the story was done by a much better team. <laughs> so the much better team is Paco Medina and Juan Velasco. I know their art. They are good. Joe Bennett and Rui Jose did the Banner backstory stuff. It's not bad, but I don't like the how it's more stylized. It looks almost uh, cartoony, but okay. not really. It's more the cartoon style than real style. And it's a pretty jarring jump between the two artists. And you could tell, like, okay, we need someone to write this banner backstory. You guys do that part. We already have these guys working on this. Because maybe they wrote, they felt they need to pad out the issue a bit more with the banner backstory. Maybe that's why they had to add that in. It's a pretty thick issue, but I enjoyed it. I like, I still like this series. I still wonder exactly what the end game is. Well, I know what the, the ultimate end game is, is a whole new Avengers team. But how they're going to get around to that. Yeah, I'm enjoying this run of the No Surrender. I've liked everything in it so far, really. There's been nothing of like, that's just stupid crap. Damn it, did Nick Spencer write this? None of that. Um, <laughs> so I've really been enjoying this. I like the Enraged Hulk. I will say one thing I don't like about this issue. Mm. And that's the alternate cover done by Scotty Young. I hate, hate it. It's like a big baby Hulk, like waving. It's just. I hate the baby covers. I hate it. Some people love that crap. I hate it. I hate it. I understand. I, I understand. It. it was funny for like a year, this eight years ago. This is not a ago. kid's book. You know, it's... Well, they, there was a whole series of like him doing X-Men, but all his like babies and stuff. His work in like I Hate Fairyland is fantastic. But that whole book is in that style. And it's actually a dirtier style than his like Avengers babies covers. And I hate those. Some people love them. Then some people... You know, love some, some people and like blood sausage, whatever. Some you know? people really love Funko Pops and gotta get them all. And they spend 300 bucks a month on Pops and have walls and walls of them. And when whatever. the Beanie Baby market drops out of that, they're going to be crying big fat tears. Exactly. So, so. what would you give this one? Uh, I still really liked it. I'm going to give it four stars. Four? Uh, four. This no. Not, that's not like a three and a half book. That's maybe what it sounded like, but... I don't want to get into everything she was saying, so I want people to read the book. All right, all right. But you I know, really if, enjoyed uh, if, the backstory stuff. If half the team was, was the A team and the other half was a C team, then, well, comparatively, a C comparatively, team. Comparatively, comparatively. Yeah. But no, then, that was just for, like, the banner backstory, which was kind of a – I consider that, like, your, your value add for the rest of the book. All right. You know, that was like, you know, you go and you get your value meal, and you're like, I didn't really want to drink, but hey, you know. Yeah. It still still seems like you met a three and a half book on that. Like you you, you talked it to a three and a half. Maybe, but I'm gonna give it four. Yeah. All right, fine. It has some great Hulk stuff. Good Hulk stuff. All so right. curious where it's going. I'm excited about it. I'm still giving it four stars. All right. Yes. And that was Garthon's comic poll. As always, you can get more Garthon on YouTube. You can check out the videos of Garthon's comic poll and also my team ups. As we talked about already, uh, with Heathen Dogs, Star Trek Online, some Secret World Legends. Many things I uh, check out as we stream su as uh, Sunday at what time are we do on Sunday? 930? Uh, 9.30? 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central. Check out my past streams on the YouTubes, on the on the Twitches. Uh, Banner Saga, War Machine Tactics. Watch me cry. Yeah. War Machine <laughs> Tactics was It made me game. sad because I love War Machine. Not, not a good game. 
it could have been it could have been great. I kickstarted that game. That game could have been great. It could have been a contender, but it it's like they ran out of money and just went, eh, whatevs. Could have been a contender turned into a bum. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Um, and also, I current currently we are doing Warframe Sunday nights, right. and on Thursday, like we talked about earlier, we are doing Star Trek Online together. So check that out. Specializing currently in the Mirror Universe. Yeah, that's what we are doing. Which is awesome. More Garthon. It's a good thing. Yes, it is. Now, the RNG segment. I believe Heathen Dog has something very special he wanted to talk I to do. us all about. I do. I have something. I have something for us all. Uh, during during the beginning of the of the last uh, Star Trek Online last last Thursday, uh, while I was you know doing the wrong mission and and Garthon was late, Pax Federatica, who is uh, who is of the uh, uh, Foundry Roundtable fan, he uh, he told me that he had downloaded and was playing Star Trek Adversaries, and I said, what what Star Trek Adversaries? And uh, he said it is the it is the uh, uh, video game format for the old uh, Star Trek trading card game. And decipher. That's who made it. Decipher. Decipher. Thank you. It doesn't look. All right. Like it. Anyway. Now uh, I decided. Well, you know, Pac said it. He said it was good, so I'll check it out. And I did. I downloaded. I played it for probably between then and now. I was playing it this morning. Six hours total. And uh, it's fun. I mean, it's early access beta. As a matter of fact, uh, go ahead and roll the clip. Roll I got a clip of my footage. Tell me when it's going. It's going. There's okay. a ship. Yes, yeah, so you see it. The, the NX class, you start off with that. And uh, it has core cards. Each ship has a core, core card set that you get for free. And then uh, you can get other ships through Latinum or winning tournaments or whatnot. And they come with their own core card set. And each flagship has its own uh, has its own abilities you know it can summon you know this you know because then you go to your deck you and uh, a core, you have your core cards and then you have your uh, you know your extra cards that you get for free because this is an early access beta you can't spend money they give you cards for free I'm deleting this deck and I'm starting a new one and you just go over here and you go okay I want this ship and uh, oh, I put that ship in there now each ship has a power to toughness just like magic gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever and uh, some of them have special abilities, like this one has modulated shielding, which means it's invulnerable for one attack, and then the shields die and whatever. Or when this one dies, you get to draw a card. Or this one comes in cloaked, or whatever. You know, like uh, all of them have their own special abilities. All of them cost uh, energy to put on on the table. And unlike Magic: The Gathering, where uh, if you're familiar with it, you have to have land uh, to tap for mana. To get you get one energy per turn up to ten. Everyone does. Okay, so the first the first turn you have one energy. If you have no cards in your hand, initial hand that costs one, well you're boned. You got to end your turn. You got to then your next turn you'll have two, a total of two to spend, and then on so on and so forth and, until you get ten per turn. And of course, as you can see right now, I'm looking at all the other ships. I'm going to ready. Okay, I'm going to choose deck number two, or deck number three. I'm going to I'm going to hit it, and I'm going to fight. Uh, who am I going to fight? Uh, come on. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Saru. He's hard. I don't think Saru would be hard. Well, That's he's hard of... because he's going to run away. Uh, he doesn't. He kicks my butt every time. But uh, I, I went ahead and fight Krem because he's a douche. 
Krem is a douche. Play, play Krem. <laughs> so uh, th- th- this is how the game starts. And this is my starting hand. Uh, nothing that costs one, as you can see. So I'm not going to have a very Ah, Blaylock! Yes! <laughs> now, uh, that I, I'll go over that. Now, the end turn button is green when you have no options. There's no legal move you can make. <laughs> and you is, keep getting it. I keep getting it. As you can see, I have two energy. This is my second turn. I can't do anything. Ah, now <laughs> I have three. And now I can do a lot of things because a lot of my a lot of my stuff costs three. So I'm gonna go to I'm gonna summon a Maquis ship because its like secret ability is to summon a second ship for free. Hey, that's nice. Now I could end the turn because you know there you go. I have no energy left to spend anything else. And oh, my opponent pulls out a ship as well. And now I can do anything in my hand. Well, Baylock. I look at Baylock, and if you if, if you look, uh, they, they, they go in the little sections. Some ships have command sections, which are blue, and engineering sections, which are yellow. If you put someone in command, they augment the attack. Put someone in engineering, they augment the toughness. And so I augmented my attack so I could survive the retaliation from killing that ship. And then I attacked the flagship, which is the point of the whole thing, to defeat the enemy flagship. And that's when you win. And that's pretty much the game. I mean, there there's obviously, you know, tactics and specifics. And each flagship that you choose in the beginning has special abilities. And you get to choose whether you want to be Klingon or Federation. And uh, you get to choose uh, new, neutral factions like Bajoran ships or Andorian ships or whatever. I don't, Andorian should be Federation, but it's considered neutral. But whatever. But... Uh, uh, if you pick the Constitution class, uh, every every turn you gain five or six auxiliary power. When you get 20 auxiliary power, you can do the weaker special ability in the Constitution class is deal three damage to any sh- any enemy ship on the field. If you wait until you get 40 auxiliary power, you can deal eight damage to any enemy ship in the field. And, you know, each, each uh, flagship has its own special ability you know so so you get to you get to build your deck around your flagship's special ability and is this looping yeah it looked like it because the video cut off so i had to restart it oh cut off what do you mean cut off it just stopped it wasn't showing did i i, I stopped it after the first round of, of the attack oh so i started yeah. again okay yeah go ahead and stop it this is all oh, the same i like thing it over. Okay, you can you can like it no, if you want. But okay. as I was saying, you, you you choose your main ship and it has a special abilities, and you build your deck around around those special abilities to help maximize your efficiency or whatever. You know, it's it, it's it's a deck building game, so there is a lot of of minutia to get through. But if you've played Magic: The Gathering, if you've played Yu-Gi-Oh, if you've played Pokemon, you it's it's really easy to pick up. There there you know there is no brand new concepts here you know there, there there's no, there's nothing groundbreaking but it is a solid game now talking about the early access beta there are some bugs mostly just graphical glitches like for example uh i, I spoke about uh, some ships have modulated shielding where they they're invulnerable for one hit well what that is is uh, the ship goes out in the field and it has a giant translucent bubble around it and then when it gets hit the bubbles disappear and it takes no damage from that first hit. Well, sometimes that bubble won't disappear. And then it'll, you, you'll, you'll forget. And you'll like, oh, my ship's still invulnerable. And you'll attack the big main bad guy. 
and then your ship just blows up. You're like, what happened? It was supposed to be invulnerable, you know. Well, that as long out. as you as long as you pay attention, that's fine. What really, really irks me, and this could could be just me, sometimes I will not have a legal move, but that end turn button will not go green. Ooh, so I'm practically I'm frantically searching for something to do because I, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to make a tactical error, you know, like, oh, I, I, I could have done this. Like I could have used an auxiliary power or I, I could have brought the ship into play. You know, like if I have a legal move, I want to use it or right. I want I want to know what it is to see if I want to use it. But sometimes the button just won't go green, even if you do not have a legal move. But I looked in the forums. That's already a known issue. They've already they've already bug reported that, so that 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 was really the only bug that that I found. The, the graphical glitch for an early early release beta, pff, I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, little graphical glitches here and there are, yeah, man, come on, accepted. You know, but uh, yeah, other than that, it is a fun game. And the cool thing is, the really cool thing is that they don't have the store set up yet, so you can't buy anything, but uh normally what 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 you would what you would have to grind for or pay real money for is arena tickets arena tickets you go into quarks arena where it's uh if you played match of the gathering you get a a round robin uh 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 decking where you know you open up a booster pack and everyone goes around and chooses chooses a card until it's empty then open until you have the legal amount of cards yeah. and then you you play well, it's like that, only it's free. And if you win, you get Latinum to buy uh, packs, you know, booster packs in the game. And they've said in the forums that when this gets out of early release beta, anyone who is in the early release beta will not lose all of these booster packs that they've oh, gotten wow. by playing the early release. So you're getting all this for free. That's really cool. Is it so playable on it. tablet? Uh, it's for Mac and PC only right now. Okay. Mac and PC. So, no, it is not on tablet right now. But, uh, you know, Mac, Mac and PC is 90% of, you know, of what people have at home. I mean, if you don't have a Mac or a PC and only have a phone or a tablet, number one, what's wrong with you? And number two, get a Mac or a PC? Well, I just think it would be convenient to pick up and play, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. If on tablet, definitely. You know, if it was on Android or or Apple or you know, yeah, iStore or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that that would be that would be great. I'm sure they're headed for that. Oh yeah, gonna make big sales that way. Oh yeah, they're they're gonna make they're gonna make bank on that because that, that that's where all the real addicted people are. You know, they're that's they're true. on they're on the they're on the tablet and they're on their they're on their phone playing these jewel gemmy games, whatever, just buying crap all day long. And you get those guys hooked, and you're gonna make bank. Yep. But uh, like I said, early release beta, so they haven't gotten to other platforms yet. But uh, yeah, you you get in on the ground floor, you get the free stuff, and you get to keep it when it when it goes live. So get in, get in now. Get in now. All right, cool. And if you were to give it a star rating right now, based on your, uh, well, it's I'm, beta I'm though, reticent, so I'm it's going to be to give it any kind of star rating because well, okay, like said, is it a beta thumbs up or beta thumbs down? Okay, I'll give a beta thumbs up. It's All not right. it's not giving me, like I said, no groundbreaking content, no no mind-blowing mechanics that that are different from all other trading card games out there, but it's solid. I mean, I, I have played Magic the Gathering online, and this has the this is a lot more engaging 
be, because it has has a lot more animations to it. Uh, while it ha- while it does have some glitches and it has less finesse than Magic the Gathering Online. Magic the Gathering Online has been going on for what almost ten years now, I guess, maybe more. So yeah, that's understandable. But uh, for for an early release beta to be this advanced, to be just as fun and graphically more stimulating, yeah, beta thumbs up. Cool. Glad to hear it. It does sound fun. I'll probably check it out myself. Yes. All right. Thank you, Heathen Dog. For that. I, uh, what do I got for RNG? Nothing. Oh, that's, that's what I'll all right. Say. Uh, we'll take actually, the next week. Well, how's this? In RNG, I recently uh, have been going back and playing some of my old console games, and I recently replayed Chrono Cross. Oh, yeah, you talked about this earlier. Yeah, Yeah, I did. Chrono Cross is the spiritual successor sequel to Chrono Trigger, the best console RPG ever made. Yes, I will unequivocally say it is the best console RPG ever made. Come fight me, bro. Um, It just is. The... uh, So, when I bought Chrono Cross when it came out, I was super excited for it. And I was highly disappointed because it plays nothing like Chrono Trigger. And you get scenes of, like, these characters who look like the characters from Chrono Trigger, but they're, like, babies or something. It's like, what the hell is this crap? And in my memories of when I first played it, I beat the game, and it was crap, and I hated it. Going back and playing it now, I only remembered, actually, 60% of the game. <laughs> so I'm guessing at that point, with the first playthrough, I got disgusted and tossed it. Um... Well, not tossed it, but just like, yeah, I'm done with this game. And I put it back in the case and never touched it again until recently. Because when I opened the case, it, it was immaculate. You know, discs are in perfect condition. Everything's perfect condition. Because I never, I played it once and said, wow, well, for a couple of weeks, this game sucks. Never played it again. Going back, actually, it is a sequel to Chrono Trigger once you get to the second disc. Oh. Um... Not as in it's continuing the storyline, but it deals with the effects of, like, loss, like... In the first game, you fix time so that the world didn't die. And this is like, well, that created a whole errant timeline. So those errant timelines want to save themselves. And so this weird, you know, overly complex thing happened to make that happen. Sure. So, so that's what you're actually dealing with. So actually, it's not a... They should never have done that, though. Because that actually hurts the game, in my opinion. In its own right, the game is fun. The systems work well. As a early PS1 title it doesn't look the greatest in the world because the PlayStation 1 era was when they started making 3D polygon games so most right. of them look kind of like crap sure this one looks pretty good for that era if you take it in the context of the other games at that time it looks really good nowadays mm-hmm. you kind of got to squint and say yeah 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 those are boobs you know so just that's a joke um so if they had, like, rewritten it so it wasn't a direct sequel to Chrono Trigger, it would have actually come off, my opinion, better, storyline-wise. And you still could have had everything be the same. It still messed with the alternate timeline stuff. And maybe put a Chrono Trigger Easter egg so people could debate if it was a sequel. Instead of, like, make it blatant, ah, this happened, you know. Don't do that. Right. But, I actually wouldn't beat it. As a standalone it. game. As a standalone game, it works very well. And I just think it actually, in hindsight, I misjudged this game. I gave it a very poor opinion just because it wasn't what I was expecting 
Oh yeah. From a sequel your, to Chrono Trigger. Your, your expectations just right. burned it. Before. And the thing is, a lot of yeah. people have terrible opinions of this game for the same reason. It's not a sequel to Chrono Trigger, but they said it was. It's mm. not Chrono Trigger 2, Chrono Cross, but they said in every magazine you read, the sequel to Chrono Trigger. The spiritual sequel to Chrono Trigger. Right. And it's, it is the spiritual sequel to Chrono Trigger, but it works, plays so differently. The characters are so different. It's an incredibly different game that really should have been allowed to stand on its own. And right. if it had, it would be remembered much more fondly now. If it had the correct marketing, then yes. it, would have, it, would have been, it would have been remembered as a great game. Right. Um, there are still a few. There are a few people out there who will defend it and say it's like the best RPG, which it's not. Um, it's pretty good. It has a very has a convoluted storyline. Uh, the combat systems work very well. Um, I don't like how well your systems for. I don't like how you don't gain XP to level. You milestone level. That's a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. I don't like how you don't find new weapons. You kill monsters, get components, and then you have to go to a blacksmith to turn those components into weapons. Why can't you just drop a sword, damn it? I don't need to get four humors, three fangs, and three chunks of mithril to make a sword. For God's sake, just drop a sword. Or let me go and buy a sword. You can't even buy. You can't even buy a sword? No. Obviously, there are blacksmiths who make swords, right? Right, but you can't buy them. You have hmm. to give the materials. They, I guess it's a like uh, make-on-demand type thing. Where it's like, I'd make you a sword, but I don't have the materials. Because like, you got to give them money and materials, and then they give you a sword. BYOS? Yeah, Bring I guess. Bring your own supplies? Bring your own supplies. Yeah. Then they'll... <laughs> and on top of that, you know, it's just... So that's a wonky system. You can't buy the weapons. You could buy the elements used to do magic, and then you could find a trader to trade the elements you bought for materials we might not have, and then bring those to the... That's unnecessarily complex. It's like they wanted to make a neat crafting system, and that's as far as they got before the game got released. Like, yeah, just do it. Ship it. Mm. So, if I had to give it a, a star rating out of five, I'd give it three and a half. Solid three and a half, maybe four, I could be convinced. It's a good game. Is it worth going revisiting? Not a, not unless you're a retro gamer, because you'll look at it and say game looks like crap, and you'll want to put it down. So, even on emulation, I wouldn't really say to you must play this. It just doesn't look pretty enough for a modern gamer. Oh well, if I don't care if you're a modern gamer or not. I mean, if if you're running an emulator anyway, and and, and you don't care about copyright laws and whatnot, uh, there is a, an old uh, Nintendo Entertainment System game. Ah, uh, crap! River City Ransom. Everybody knows that game. It's a good game. Oh, I know. It's freaking awesome. It's still, do you know you could beat that oh game in less God. than 30 minutes? Speed run it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen the YouTube videos. Yeah, I've I, seen I, that I, too. And like, I spent hours playing this game. I never know, got right? near I mean, You know how long it took me to get to the Merlin shop? Come on. <laughs> and then you see someone just, la, 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 like, well, just you burning could, through it. You could do like, it that way too. I had to get too. magic mods and stuff to beat that damn game, and you're just running through it like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. That's what was, well, yeah, you could do it that way too if you know what you're doing, but when you're eight, yeah, yeah. You need you need the Merlin. Yeah, a great game. But when it comes to emulating, this is a little off topic, but I'll, well, I have to give my rating for that. Three and a half, four stars, maybe. Yes, you got it. But when it comes to emulation of old games, a lot of times these things are pretty much abandoned. Where you can't get them any other way, unless you're going to go out and buy old stuff and old consoles. And some of these old games, like if you wanted to play, um, let's say Snatcher for the Sega CD. You could emulate it for free, or 
you could try to f buy a Sega Genesis with controllers. That's 30 bucks. Uh, yep. Buy a Sega CD system. That's any uh, anywhere from 50 to 130 dollars. I uh, had all of this before the flood uh, five yep. years ago. And then you could buy a copy of Snatcher for 500 dollars. I didn't have Snatcher. No, no one did. That's why it's 500 dollars. Um, it's a fantastic game, and I say definitely play that game. It's if you love visual novels, fantastic, fantastic game. But it's not worth paying, you know, nine, six, you know, six, seven yeah. bucks to play it. Emulate the damn thing for free. I'm 100% for that. Because they're not re-releasing this game. No. Um, no. Nintendo has released a bunch of old games on the Wii Shop, or the Wii U Shop, the Switch, not yet. Um, but a lot of those are going away. As of March 26th, you won't be able to buy Wii points to buy the WiiWare games. And the WiiWare games are going away a month after that anyway. So if you don't have them downloaded, they're gone forever. And, once, right. and if you ever, like, your Wii ever breaks... It's good. It's gone. It's yeah, gone forever. Done. Welcome yeah. to digital downloads. But at least those are currently available. In theory, they're going to be on the Switch eventually. But mm. for most games, they're just done unless you buy the classic hardware. So emulate those damn things, in my opinion. I'm not saying break the law. I'm saying I hope you own these things and you download the BIOS from your console onto your PC to do this. And then only use ISOs of the games you already own. That's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, PS1 game, my special favorite list, Omega Boost. You can find it, play it. I've never heard of Omega Boost. I'll look for it. No. But that is my contribution to the RNG this well, time. Well, that was outstanding. Thank you very much. Yeah. Emulation is good. There was a time when I say it was evil and you shouldn't do it. There's so much stuff you just cannot get anymore without it. It's all sci-fi masking a space combat superior to Star Fox. Huh. Superior to Star Fox? So Star Fox was pretty popular. I never got into it, but... I understand that well, the was, first was one was popular. just neat for what it was. It's not actually yeah. a great game. Um, 64 was the first Star Fox that was actually good. Giant robots, time travel, crazy visual world building, and live action cutscenes. Okay. Sounds fun. I love terrible live action cutscenes. That was like the FMV was the thing for a while. Like there's a game I like one of my guilty pleasure games is called Crazy Ivan for the PS1. Mecha combat game. Not that good. But the storyline is, like, you're a crazy Russian mecha pilot. Mm -hmm. Lots of FMV full motion video. Grainy, low res, guy with a terrible Russian accent. Talking to, like, his commander with a terrible, girl with a terrible Russian accent. You know, oh, it's so bad. I just love it so much. Nice. Ah, uh, just so awful. It's good. Crazy Ivan. Check it out. <laughs> um. So, yeah. That's it for the RNG this week. As always, you can check out our other contributors, Max Leo and Elgarian. Max Leo streams Friday's Grim Dawn. Grim with Dawn! His, with his skeleton and Blight Fiend army of death. Yes! And That's... his skeletons have gotten so strong, man. He, he can go like 15, 20 minutes before he has to summon anymore. That's nice. Because they are just, they're, they're, they're like adamantium skeletons right now. It's crazy. It's easy mode. Grimdawn, Baldur agrees. Grimdawn! That's right. Uh, you know, Galicia seems to have a theme with strong skeletons right now. We got the Grimdawn skeletons, and we got Skelly helping us out in DDO. Exactly. Which Skelly our Patreon subscribers can check out. That's right. So and we will we will have another one coming up probably next week. Yes, now that I'm level 6. Um, yeah. Elgarian, streaming Shroud of the Avatar Forsaken Virtues Tuesdays Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh... And 
Sometimes Thursdays and Fridays. Sometimes Thursday and Fridays, if the mood strikes him. <laughs> but uh, Shadow of the is a great game, fun to watch, yes. really interesting. Full releases, well, days, yeah, releases days. days away. And yes, if you want to be away. ready for it, you need Elgarian. Yes. He's been playing this thing for four or five years since version what, four. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, since, since you couldn't jump, he's yeah. been logging into this game. He's in a Mexican community. Uh, he's a font of wisdom. Even he... Well, defer that he doesn't know everything about the systems, but he knows who to who yeah, to talk yeah. to or where to go exactly. to find it. And exactly. I love that. He, he's met a lot of the developers and you know in person, and the rest of them he has been with online, so he knows them. They know him. So if you have a question that he can't answer, he can get you that answer from the person who made that mechanic. Yes, sometimes. All right, so yeah, definitely check that out and check out his other projects of RPO, the role players of the Avatar.com. For your role-playing needs and help for Shroud the Avatar at sodahelp.org. As always, here's our schedule. Check it out. Live it. Learn it. Love it. That Thursday time, we need to change to eight, 9 Central. Eight, eight, eight. Well, yeah, well, no, Sunday. Is it Sunday? No, Sunday. Is Sunday? Oh, yeah. Sunday yeah. is supposed to be 9. Sunday's 9 Central, and Thursday is 8.30 Central. Right, right. We'll get our get our people on that. Yes, yes, we'll get our person on that. Our... <laughs> who is who is annotating right now? Who is here? In, who is in charge of us? Poor underlings. All right, thank you, Duncan. Good show. Have, whoa, go watch Omega Boost intro. I'm gonna watch, check that out. I gotta look at that. Techromancer. <laughs> that's a good game too. Techromancer. Yes. yes uh, d- uh, download Star Trek Adversaries. Check it out. Yeah, Star Trek Adversaries. I will be checking that out. Not tonight. Soon. Soon. As always, my friends, remember. You can like, subscribe, and comment upon this video and all of our others that we have on the YouTubes and the Twitch. You can text out at Twitch, twitch.tv slash LegionMyth. Get our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com. Look for Legion of Myth. Go on our Reddit page, Reddit.com slash r slash LegionMyth. Join our Facebook group. Keep in touch at Facebook.com slash group slash LegionMyth. You can tweet us at Legion of Myth. We're pretty good tweeting you back. Lots of interesting things happening there. Join our Discord channel. Facebook Messenger. Join our Steam group. We'll, we'll play together. We'll hang. It'll be cool. Get the audio version of this on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, find podcast aggregators everywhere. And if you feel if you're using iTunes, go ahead, drop us a five-star review. We would appreciate it. We'd leave one for you. Even if in the comments you say it sucks, leave five stars anyway. Just just to, just to throw us off our game. They suck just the right way. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Oh, that that sound that Phrasing. didn't sound Phrasing. dirty in my head. Phrasing. So. You can also support us through Patreon at patreon.com slash LegionMyth. Get any other Streamlabs donation at twitch.streamlabs.com slash LegionMyth. Directly through PayPal at paypal.me slash LegionMyth. Getting our gear and pressing your friends and intimidating your enemies at shop.spreadshirt.com slash LegionOfMyth. Or if you're watching us on Twitch, go ahead and cheer us. We like being cheered. Who doesn't? Thanks for our top contributors. Baldahar, Sean Butts, this guy underscore O, Hicks206, Sheriff, and Elgarian. And all of our top donors... Baldahar through Streamlabs. Then we got Elnor over live Battle H from Heath the Dog, the Mike Cagrawler, Spectrefire, Zenuda Gaming. Through the Twist Years, Zon Trimax, AK, Zon. <laughs> Tracer 21, Spectrefire, Baldahar, Alan 51, Maxi Hob, and Baldahar again. Thank you so much for all your support. You guys keep us rolling and keep more action coming right at you every week. That's right. Thank you all very much. Yes, thanks to all our viewers and fans. We appreciate you more than you know. Because now you're you dead inside. You never show our true feelings. Pretty much true. Yeah. So, thank you for remember, you have one life. 
live it well, live it nerdy, and have a great journal of knowledge.